This episode of Grow Getters is brought to you by the Grow Getters Growth Hacks newsletter. Subscribe at growgetterspodcast.com for your monthly fix of hands-on hacks for business babes. beautiful people. You're listening to Grow Getters, the future skills podcast for smart women in business. Whether you're a killer career gal, serious side hustler, or a kick-ass lady entrepreneur, we have got your backs. We will arm you with all the freshest tools, tips, and hands-on hacks to make sure your business or career is future-proofed, all tightly packaged up in our signature snack-sized weekly podcast. Today, you're chatting with your Grow Getters hosts, Tanya Gama, that's me, and Tiffany Hart. Hey guys. In this episode, we are going to explore a subject matter that so many people have silently battled with, yours included, which is imposter syndrome. It's something that I've personally faced at many points in my life, actually, um, and one that's generally really finally coming out of the shadows and is seen as much less taboo right now. So uh, people are really starting to talk about it more and more, which is fantastic. So in today's ep, we are going to break down the different forms that imposter syndrome can take because it takes many different guises. We'll share our personal stories with imposter syndrome. And thank God, we will also offer some really practical and realistic tips on how to overcome it in your professional life. So before we get stuck into it today, tell me, Tiff, is there anything that you've read, watched or listened to that's inspired you or got your juices flowing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, um, I had a really interesting conversation today with my new coach. Um, Her name is Kelty Maguire. um, Like sports coach or? (laughs) uh, Like a career coach or a business coach. (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, we talked about this cool book, which is a New York Times bestseller and it's called Designing Your Life. So what the book is about, so two professors from Stanford, Bill Burnett and Dave Evans, took the principles of design thinking and applied it to life. Do you know what, Tiffany? What? I actually received that book for Christmas, two Christmases ago from my husband. Really? I still haven't read it. It's sitting on my bookshelf. Oh, please. All right, let's both read it. Okay. Yep. Go for All it. Right. So um, this book, once we both read it, is about a methodology that can help us create a life that is both meaningful and fulfilling, regardless of who or where we are, what we do or what we've done for a living or how old or young we are. Design thinking helps to create amazing technologies and products and services as we know, but design thinking can also be used to design and build a career and a life that we love. Um, And the basic principles, what I've skimmed through so far, and actually we're both going to commit to reading this book, um, is (laughs) one is to get curious. I actually watched several TED Talks actually on this book before, sorry, after the conversation. So curious, the studies have proven that curiosity primes our brain for learning new things. So this is a crucial mindset to invoke. So trying new stuff, doing new stuff. um, There's always new learnings and insights and ideas that come up from getting outside and doing out of the box things. Talk to people that you wouldn't normally talk to try stuff and reframe problems so the way we frame things in life plays a significant part in whether we do it or don't do it and actually can help or stop us um, from procrastinating so trying something new going to a talk that's left of field exploring a topic or a hobby that you've been wanting to do but you haven't done it yet this can also open up new possibilities and passions that you didn't know you even had and then ask for help which is a big one 
especially for women. We try and do it all and do it ourselves. And we're going to cover that in today's episode as well. Yeah. So Burnett and Evans advocate to having an open approach. So to both new ideas and insights that you receive from people about new directions. Um, and also in terms of feedback on your ideas. So listen, listen to those ideas and ask for help. And then sharing your story, you know, share what you know and share your story with others. And they say using these principles again and again and again and again can help us really look and really revitalize our creativity and our productivity and generally can allow us to see more possibilities and enjoy surprises of life nice Mm -hmm. so i think that we should definitely commit to doing an episode what do you think Sure. And I I actually just thought we should also commit to running a little book club on our Instagram. Yeah, good idea. I think um, whenever we read a really kick-ass book, of course, we'll recommend it on the podcast, but we can pop in a little picture of the book and a review on Instagram as well to get some of your feedback on it. It's always good to get other ideas and thoughts on some of these books. Yeah, cool. Good idea. So Tanya, what's inspired you this week? Um, I wouldn't call it necessarily inspired, more freaked me out, actually. (laughs) Um, I took your cue this week and um, wanted to recommend this because in another episode you recommended a TV show. So I wanted to recommend a crazy-ass TV show that I've just binge-watched the first season of. It's from the BBC and it's called Years and Years. And it's all about this um, British extended family and um, everything that happens to them in the very near future. So it's in the context of around 15 years starting from today and 15 years forward. And it's really super, super scary, but totally realistic. It's set amongst this volatile political landscape. But the thing that actually freaked me out the most is how it so, so realistically portrays the role of technology and how it's likely to progress and impact humanity over the next few years, over the next decade, actually. Mm -hmm. It's It's so realistic, though. It's almost like a realistic version of Black Mirror. And they deal with all kinds of um, crazy storylines. For example, deepfake technology plays a big role and it shows how this could radically affect politics and news and media, which Mm -hmm. is super scary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And in one other crazy storyline, one of the daughters wants to become, well, she says to her parents, I want to be trans. And they're like, okay, we support you. We love you. You know, of course, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to be. And she's like, oh, oh, no, no, not transgender or I, I want to be transhuman. Mm. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so transhumanism, this is actually a real uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. And in the storyline, it means she wants to have digital features implanted within her body. So, for example, she can call a phone by simply using hand gestures. Oh um, she can take pictures through a blink of an eye. So clicking with her eyes and taking photos, storing the information. Oh, my it's, God full on but you know any google search you do shows that this stuff is actually going to happen and happening and happening totally but it hitting the mainstream yeah, yeah. In, in the next 20 odd years maybe less so i think if you want a preview of how new technology is actually not just a far-fetched idea but really contextualized in a family life setting then really give years and years ago. And by the way, Emma Thompson is in it and she's a fantastic actress Mm -hmm. and she plays a very, very scary populist politician. 
and she's really awesome. So oh, if awesome. not, watch it for her performance. I am going to binge that. Yeah, it's it's uncomfortable viewing, just warning you, but I do recommend it. It's really a very realistic portrayal of the future. Awesome. Okay, so today's episode is all about the imposter syndrome. So if you've never heard of it, the term was first coined in 1978 from a study by Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Inns? I'm I'm not sure. Um, of Georgia State University titled The Imposter Phenomenon uh, in High Achieving Women, Dynamics and Therapeutic Intervention. So back then it was a phenomena um, seen amongst high achieving women, but today it seems to be highly prevalent amongst young millennials, particularly rearing its ugly head in a professional setting. In a nutshell, imposter syndrome describes a feeling of inadequacy and self-doubt. And in many cases, when you have a case of imposter syndrome, you feel like a fraud. So the reason for this topic and why it's so important for us at Grow Getters is because the imposter syndrome often affects young women in the workplace and can be a barrier to you achieving your potential. So we really want to see you kill it in your careers, ladies. So let's break down the stigma around the imposter syndrome. So first, Tanya, have you experienced this before? Sadly, yes. <laughs> Very often, I hate to say it. Um I'm now 36 and I think that I've felt imposter syndrome off and on since I was in high school, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be really raw and honest, there's been a handful of times where it's actually been really crippling for me. Um, There's been certain moments in certain jobs where I've just had the overall sense of like, oh God, I'm not good enough for this role. I, I just can't do it. Um, I don't have enough of the skills required or I'm not experienced enough. So there's been that feeling and then, you know, it didn't really help in some of those roles. I had awful bosses or there was a terrible culture that really pigeonholed you in a certain niche. Um, But, you know, it's just it's been often on a feeling of not feeling up to scratch, comparing yourself to others. And in fact, there's been a few times where I've literally frozen in presentations. So Mm. it's really horrible. Mm-hmm. It's definitely eased up in my 30s, I have to say. I'm not really sure why or how, to be honest. Um, I think it's been a combination of working in positive workplaces, working with really cool, encouraging bosses and leaders and, and even other peers. Mm-hmm. I think that's helped a lot. And I think ultimately it's been believing in myself a lot more. But I have to be honest, even to this day, if I'm going to give a prezzo or participate in a, in a meeting or a workshop, I really still need to be fully prepared. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a person who can wing it. I wish I was that person. <laughs> I'd love to have that skill, but I just can't. I have to be so uber, uber, uber prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about you, Tiff? What have been your experiences mm-hmm. with imposter syndrome? Uh, It is really a topic that it's really familiar to me. Um, And that surprises me because you're such a confident person. Yeah, but like really, it it really is. Like um, throughout my whole high school, uni and career, I've suffered from this several times. Maybe I've just suffered it in silence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I've too doubted my abilities and my skills and this constant internal dialogue, you know, that was shit, you know, or you don't know anything about this. I don't try or what do I know? I'm, I'm not qualified to talk about this, especially, sorry to say, in German. 
Germany, um, living in Germany, you really have to back it up with this qualification, this certificate or this standard. Or So, yeah. I mean, it's something in the culture, actually, I've really had to work and, and improve in myself. To give users, uh, users, sorry, users, <laughs> <laughs> we work in tech, guys, yeah. to give um, our audience a bit of context, Tiffany and I are two Aussies that live in Munich, Germany. Yes. Um, for now, for mm-hmm. the next, <laughs> how long? <laughs> Permanently right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tiffany's just talking about the cultural differences there. Yeah, big time. And also to come back to it, like, you know, do I have the experience to back this up? Or, you know, when will they find out that I've got no idea about this topic? Because <laughs> <laughs> very often, actually, I can, you know, gloss over things and I'm like, woohoo, I just sold that. But I honestly, do I really know about it? <laughs> yeah, and I think, that, to be honest, it's not just German culture. I think that can happen anywhere. Yeah, sure, definitely. And these thoughts have really crippled me and, um, and tripped me up at the best of times. So, you know, I remember just one small example. I remember starting out as a product manager in a software company at 20, just turning 22 and I had no training in agile I had no experience with software I had no experience leading large teams you know 30 plus teams and um, and I threw myself into a very lovely but yet very male environment and I had to quickly learn everything and I had to be an expert in this immediately and on the job I had to learn and at the speed of light so it was really scary and I shed some serious tears at the start of my job you can ask my husband about that and I fumbled my way through on this hugely steep learning curve and I'm happy I survived the first year of the job (laughs) it was a serious shit fight but you know um I I learned a lot I learned a huge amount on this journey so you know Einstein famously said he's got no real talents he was just passionately curious and I think that's a huge key yeah absolutely for sure if Einstein is saying that then (laughs) Jesus what hope do we have but we do have hope which we'll talk about in this episode Mm But first up, I might um, go through the subcategories of imposter syndrome because believe it or not, there are five subcategories. It was coined by a expert on imposter syndrome. She's called Dr. Valerie Young. And through her huge amounts and vast amounts of research, she's actually defined these five different subgroups, which I'll go through right now. And maybe you can see yourself in some of them. Mm-hmm. We certainly can. So the first up is the perfectionist. Perfectionists set crazy high goals for themselves. Oh, God, that sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. And when they fail to reach a goal, they can experience huge self-doubt and really worry about measuring up. So this is all about setting these crazy, crazy high standards for yourself. Then next up is the superwoman. So, or the Superman, but we're going to go with Superwoman for Mm -hmm. you ladies out there. Mm -hmm. Um, They're convinced that they're phonies amongst their set of amazing colleagues. So they actually end up pushing themselves to work harder and work longer just so they can measure up in Mm -hmm. inverted commas. Mm -hmm. Um, But the problem with this is that the work overload can actually harm their mental health. It can harm their relationships with other people and spill into their personal life. And ultimately, all that hard work is really just a bit of a cover-up for how they actually feel about themselves, which is not so good. Next up is the natural genius. These people believe that they should be a natural genius. Mm -hmm. Surprise, surprise. So they always self-judge their competence based on how easily and quickly they can grasp a concept or achieve something. And if they start to take a bit too long well, in their minds or in their perception too long to do something, then they feel a really deep sense of shame for themselves. Then there is the soloist. These guys basically refuse to ask for help. 
um, because they have this huge fear that by asking for help, it could expose their perceived incompetence and damage their so-called worth. Mm. Yep. And then finally, number five, we have the expert. So these guys measure how competent they are by the breadth and depth of their knowledge and skill set. So they need to be knowledgeable in every single area. And, you know, this is a really um, practical example of the expert. And I think we've probably all felt like this at some point. They're more likely not to apply for a position because they don't fulfill every single criteria point of that role, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think it can really hinder your potential because so many people that don't suffer from imposter syndrome um, would probably maybe only fulfill 50% of a criteria Mm -hmm. of a position they see advertised and just go for it anyway. give it a go. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of self-judgment here that I'm seeing as a pattern. There's a lot of really, really ridiculously high standards that people are setting for themselves. And um, I personally, I think out of all those five, I reckon I've experienced a mix of the perfectionist and the expert. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely in the past hindered um, me going for things or seeing my own potential and worth. So Mm -hmm. it can be really crippling. Mm -hmm. What about you, Tiff? Um, I'd have to say I'm a bit of a mixture, a similar mix actually to you. So I'm a perfectionist and the expert and I'd say, you know, throw in a bit of the superwoman. I reckon for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So um, most importantly, what do we do to overcome the imposter syndrome? So we're going to hit you up with five life hacks so you can kick these gross feelings out of your professional life. So let's start with life hack number one, celebrate your achievements. When you focus on all the brilliant stuff you've achieved in your academic or professional lives, it serves as a reminder of your competence. Be proud of what you've achieved. Feature it on your LinkedIn profile and your professional website or your Instagram or wherever. Talk about it and share it. Don't feel shame in being joyous about your success and have the confidence this is a very important point, ladies. Have the confidence of the average white male. I love that quote. <laughs> I so love it. I heard that for the first time on that show, The Bold Type, another really cool female empowerment TV show recommendation. Oh, that is so true though, mm-hmm. Tiffany, isn't mm-hmm. it? Totally. Like I've personally shied away from being vocal about what I've achieved, but even it's your internal dialogue as well. Totally. And it's also, I have to say, sorry, it's also cultural. Like I think it's the oh. tall poppy syndrome coming from our culture. Like it's this, oh, don't talk about it. Don't show off. You know, just just keep it quiet, you know? Absolutely yeah. agree. Cool. So then we'll go on with life hack number two, accept failure. Okay, guys, we're all human and we are all literally bound to fuck things up sometimes. (laughs) This is life and this is also career and this is jobs and this is business. Mm -hmm. This is what happens. Mm -hmm. Making mistakes is completely natural. So try not to beat yourself up about every single tiny and even big mistake you might make. I know um, from what I talked about before when I've literally frozen in a presentation, Not only was it crippling at the time, but I dwelled on that moment for years afterwards and I still get a shudder about it. But got to let it go and accept, okay, fucked it up, let's move on. Mm -hmm. And you'll actually be surprised how understanding humans, our fellow people, how understanding they can be. Mm -hmm. And the biggest judge is generally yourself. So be kind to yourself. 
girls, honestly, <laughs> and try and think of failure as a lesson to learn mm-hmm. and be proud of that lesson. You know, also be vocal about your failures, share your failure stories, own your failures, mm-hmm. because if you're sharing it and then you're also sharing the lesson, you know, it's also going to make other people feel like they're not alone and, and you yourself as well. And they're not perfect. Exactly. You know? No yeah. one is. Small shameless plug, there's going to be an episode coming up on failure. Oh, goody. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned. So then life hack number three, fuck perfect. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the profanities today in this I'm episode. I'm glad there's no kids in this room. <laughs> there is never a perfect time to start a project or a perfect way of getting something done. At Grow Getters, it is actually one of our core values. It doesn't have to be perfect. So we subscribe to the 80% principle. If it's 80% okay, then it's totally good enough. It's the reason why startups are completely disrupting huge amounts of industries. I say every industry because their focus is not on perfection, but it's just on getting something out there and getting something done. So let's just do it, ladies. Yeah, absolutely. Life hack number four is you are a work in progress. We all are a work in progress. And guess what? You have your entire life to continue to improve yourself and keep learning and keep being curious. So that's like, that could be a whole century dedicated to building (laughs) on your knowledge and skills at the way. Or working on something you just wish to like improve and improve and improve. Absolutely. So when you start to actually shift your own perception and start seeing yourself and, and everyone around you as a constant work in progress, you take it a bit easier on yourself. You have a little bit more empathy for yourself and even for for your peers around you. So rather than setting yourself these crazy high standards and judging yourself, start giving yourself some achievable goals that you can continuously improve yourself on because like you're only human. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, if you're like me and and have frozen up in a presentation, oh God, Mm -hmm. um, rather than swear off never doing it again, Give yourself the task to keep practicing presenting in public and and set realistic expectations for yourself. Give yourself the chance. Awesome. And finally, life hack number five, ask for help. I said this already at the start, so it's great that it's also here again, but don't be afraid or ashamed to ask for what you need. If you don't know how to do something, ask your manager or a colleague or a friend or even someone in your family or even your husband or partner, whoever, you know, even ask interns or juniors in your team. Why not even consult a professional such as a coach or a consultant? Like the chick you saw this morning. morning. (laughs) Thank you for that, by the way. (laughs) And everyone needs help at some point. And it is the wiser person who asks for it rather than stews and worry about something or just keep silent. On the flip side, think about offering help too. So mentorship is a great way to bolster your self-worth and do something worthwhile in the process. So mentorship is really rewarding experience for both the mentor and the mentee. And we'll cover this definitely in a future episode and one great example is actually finding one specific thing that you're good at or you you feel good at you know finding your strength and mentoring in that specific thing so going in one-on-one or a person or going into a group for example one thing I do very often is I go into um, startup incubators and I help startups with their pitch that's something I can do I can work on pitches and I can help people with pitches and it's one very 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 specific thing with pitching so finding one thing you can mentor with and starting with that that's almost we should add that as a number six the finding your strengths yeah I think that's 
really become key for, for me personally with overcoming imposter syndrome. I think now, and maybe it is also age, but now I really, really do know what I am good at mm-hmm. and I know what I am not so good at. Yeah. And I think when you really play on your strengths and own them and really exploit them, to mm-hmm. be honest, yeah. that gives you that confidence. I think it really does work. I totally agree with you. Okay, that's number six then. (laughs) Own your strength. Yeah, we should add that in. Okay, add that in, add that in. (laughs) So these are six straightforward life hacks, not five, but six. We've given you a bonus Mm -hmm. one. (laughs) Um, So you can start practicing them right now to help you overcome these feelings um, that are now being termed imposter syndrome. Mm Mm-hmm. But of course, honestly, guys, if you're feeling quite heavy feelings of anxiousness or you're not feeling so good, you're feeling quite down, please, please speak to your GP or healthcare advisor. Mm -hmm. These are some general tips, but if you're feeling really low, it's best to talk to a professional, of course. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to include some helpful links in our Grow Getters Growth Hacks email newsletter too. So please don't forget to sign up. And um, just on our newsletter, we promise it is not crazy spam that's coming to you every bloody day or every bloody week. It's just once a month Mm -hmm. and it's a big newsletter that's jam-packed with hacks, tips and advice. Mm -hmm. So please sign up. And links. And links, Mm -hmm. totally. (laughs) Um, So to round up this week's episode on combating imposter syndrome, here's a great quote from the absolute star grow-getter of all time, Mm -hmm. the one and only Michelle Obama. Um, So she's actually been really candid lately with her struggle with imposter syndrome. And I mean, you wouldn't believe someone like her could actually face this or battle this. I would have to say everyone feels this. I know. Exactly. I absolutely 100% agree. Mm -hmm. So when she was recently touring her memoir, Becoming, at one event, I think it was in the UK, I'm not sure, somewhere in Europe, um, she actually stated this quote, I still have a little bit of imposter syndrome. It never goes away that you're actually listening to me. It doesn't go away, that feeling that you shouldn't take me that seriously. What do I know? I share that with you because we all have doubts in our abilities about our power and what that power is. If I'm giving people hope, then that is a responsibility. So I have to make sure that I am accountable. We don't have any choice but to make sure we elders are giving our young people a reason to hope. Mm. God, that's the best. She's amazing. <laughs> so positive. Yeah. Bit of hope. <laughs> totally. Love it. And more ladies like this. We need more women like this. Oh, totally. So thanks so much for listening. We'd love if you can subscribe, rate or review us so we can get bolstered up the charts. And we'll continue to cover the latest tips, knowledge and hacks each Wednesday to help you get growing. See you next time. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.